ultimately what sinks his ship. Sorry, technical difficulties. We're back. But talking about A-Rod and the Yankees, he had a great career with them. He won a World Series, two MVPs, a couple of all-star appearances. Like, the steroid thing is what's keeping him out, and I don't blame the Yankees for it. Hayrod with the Yankees was a backstage problem. I think he had a great run there. And I honestly, I don't think his jersey should be retired if the Yankees were more reserved in whose jerseys they did retire. But given that they have retired some very non-prestigious athletes' jerseys, at this point, I think they retired 21 players' jerseys. Then to say that A-Rod isn't a top 21 Yankee, that's just silly to me. But he cheated, and it's as simple as that. And I don't think that his jersey should be retired or that people who openly were caught doing steroids should be given honors such as jersey retirements or Hall of Fame inductions. I mean, maybe in 10, 15 years, when that generation that grew up watching A-Rod is the ones that are working in the Yankees management, that have high positions in management, that can change. But as it stands, I don't think so. And we will have to see if time will vindicate A-Rod's memory. But I hope not. Just, I mean, it's no disrespect towards A-Rod, but, I mean, when you do steroids, that's just, it's the gamble that you take. And if you don't get caught, especially when he got caught doing it, it was like 10 years after it was cool. <laughs> like, by that point, he knew what the consequences were of getting caught using steroids. And when you continue to do them, and you do get caught, then you kind of have to acknowledge that I'm not going to get a jersey retirement. I'm not going to go into the Hall of Fame. And that's the price you got to pay for doing that. And I think it sends a bad message if players that did get caught using steroids are let in the Hall of Fame and do have their jersey retired. Because that message is basically if you cheat, then we'll be mad about it and we won't let you in the Hall of Fame on the first ballot and we'll hold off on your jersey retirement. But eventually, if you're good enough at cheating, we'll give in because, I mean, hey, you got two MVPs because you cheated. But, hey, two MVPs are two MVPs, so here is your place in the Hall of Fame, sir. And that's just not a good way to go about setting any sort of standards because if I'm a say you're a young up-and-coming player like Shohei Otani or somebody like that not that he needs steroids but neither to Barry Bonds but okay he looks at Barry Bonds, Mark McGuire, A-Rod all those like famous steroid guys and so far none of them have gotten in the Hall of Fame and I don't think any of them have had their jersey retired. They might have, but I'm not sure. Like, let me I'm looking at Barry Bonds right now. I think the Giants probably did retire 
yeah, the Giants retired his number. So, I mean, there is some precedent for getting your jersey retired if you did steroids, but no Hall of Fame inductions. And, like, why couldn't I start doing steroids? I mean, they do drug tests now. But any, why not do steroids if you can get away with it and set insane records and just play out of your mind and you still get in the Hall of Fame, you get your jersey retired, you get, like, 10 MVPs or whatever, and you stand out as one of the greatest of all time, which you could have already been, but why not be even better than what you can possibly do at your best peak as a regular human. So hopefully A-Rod can make peace with his life decisions, but I don't think the best way for that to be handled is for the Yankees to cave in to any sort of public pressure. And honestly, I think it's crazy that the Giants retired Barry Bonds' number. If anybody should have retired Barry Bonds' number, then it was the Pirates because he was just crazy back in his Pirates days. Um, He was crazy, I guess, with the Giants too. But, I mean, with the Pirates, he won two MVPs, three gold gloves, three silver sluggers. Like, dude was just insane. And, I mean, that's the problem with Barry Bonds, just that he was such a great player before the steroids that it just made the steroid use silly because it was unnecessary. But the final two topics we have to get in today, one, Big Vic continues to lot up the preseason. So they played the Warriors. And just to show you why I don't take his preseason dominance that seriously, when he went through the tip-off, he went up against Steph Curry, who – just as a height differential reminder, Big Vic is 7'4". Steph Curry is 6'4". So, I mean, it's, it's a joke, the preseason is. It's fun, and it was a funny moment, but, I mean, players aren't taking it super serious. But I did see a 90-second clip on X, and this is 90 seconds of game time. In this 90 seconds... He scored six points. One was a no. He scored three baskets, one of which was a three pointer, one of which got him an and one, and he got a block. And he just he plays like a two K character, and it's wild. And I can't wait to see him play in the regular season. But it was just crazy to watch that happen. And this, I can't believe they let him get away with it. Really, I mean. Once again, it's the preseason, so they're not trying as hard. But, I mean, to have some scrawny guy just driving in on you like that and nobody's trying to put him on the ground, like, it's just crazy. And it's also just bizarre seeing somebody that's seven foot four facing up and playing out at the three-point line. To me, I'm an old head, mentally at least. It goes against everything that like my basketball fundamentals tell me. I think if you're 7'4", then you belong in the paint. But that's just not the league that exists anymore. But it's just weird to see. And finally, so I've talked a decent bit about WWE and AEW on this podcast. But there is 
two more major wrestling promotions in the country. Well, there's more than that, but they are Impact Wrestling and NWA Wrestling, the National Wrestling Alliance, which if anybody listening to this was watching wrestling in the 80s, then you know all about the NWA. But TNA, or okay, Impact Wrestling used to be known as TNA, and it was known as TNA for about 15 years or so. It was TNA when I was a kid watching it on Spike TV. Then they changed their name to Impact, and they just announced today that starting in 2024, they will once again be going by the TNA initials. So Total Nonstop Action Wrestling will be back, and I'm excited. If you look into the history of the TNA name, if you ever heard the phrase TNA and you think it has some dirty connotations, that is not a coincidence. That's exactly where they got the name from. <laughs> but Total Nonstop Action is also just a cool name for a wrestling company, despite what the innuendo might say. And it's also just nostalgic. And I think it will bring back a lot of fans. Not maybe not a lot. It'll bring back a decent amount of fans who have zoned out of the product ever since they changed the name. Just because, oh, cool, TNA is back. Because Impact, any sports organization that doesn't have a three or four letter initial just isn't going to get as far because it doesn't roll off the tongue. Like Impact Wrestling. Now, that's just a lot to say. And so does TNA. So, I think that's a good step in the right direction. And it's good to see that TNA is starting to try to get back in the race. Because there was a time for a handful of years where they were the number two wrestling company in the world. And they've just fallen off a cliff ever since Hulk Hogan and Eric Bischoff joined the roster. Ric Flair, like, they basically just became a retirement home old WWE guys and it really hindered what they were supposed to be about which was young innovative talent like AJ Styles, the Motor City Machine Guns, Christopher Daniels etc and maybe they can get back to that and get back up to the point where they're a viable third contender and maybe they can get a good TV deal. I know it sounds like I mean, WWE is about to leave USA Network. So they could maybe fill that void by getting a deal at USA. Or, I mean, TNA used to be on Spike TV for years. That was when I used to watch them. So they could always go back to Spike. Or maybe not. They could try to go back to Spike. They used to have a built-in audience there. And it would just be good for wrestling in general. The same with the NWA. So they haven't been really relevant to pro wrestling since the 80s. But they are currently trying to get a major TV deal. And I think if that were to work out, that would just be awesome because of the iconic history of the NWA promotion. I think it would be good to try to rebuild it. So hopefully that 
works out for them and they can bring back the NWA because, I mean, that's where Ric Flair, Dusty Rhodes, the Four Horsemen, the Road Warriors, like they were all NWA guys. And it's just a nostalgic brand that I would love to see continue to go back to what it was at its peak, and that would be awesome. And hopefully that happens. But that being said, that's all the sports this week. I will catch y'all next time.